Grund nummer 39, 50% priskutt på bleier med A. Hos Rema 1000 satser vi alt på å gi deg Norges råeste bleikutt. 50% priskutt på alle bleistørrelser og typer. Alt fra Pampers og Libro til Level. Max fem pakker med priskutt per handletur. Bare husk å aktivere kuttet i e-appen. Rema 1000, alltid lave priser. And welcome back to the Radical Broccoli Podcast. Today I am really, really excited because Susie is back in the podcast game and she hasn't been here in such a long time and I have missed her so much. (laughs) I'm just so excited because I think that the topic and everything that we're going to share today is going to be so different than anything I know I heard before. Probably for a lot of you, it's going to be very different than what anybody has heard before. And I think we have a lot of important things to say. So I feel like we're making something very important today. That's what I want to start with. And yeah, it's also so many questions I've been wanting to ask my sister about, but we haven't actually talked a lot about it. So I'm super curious to pick her brain and her heart about so many things that will be the first time that I'm hearing as well. So, before we get deeper into the topic, hello, Susie. Hello. Oh, it's so good to be back. I have been bursting with inspiration. (laughs) And I have made so many notes of podcast episodes and things that I want to create. So it's super good to be back. But meanwhile, I've been listening to your podcasts, which has been so good. So I've really enjoyed being a listener of the Radical Broccoli podcast. And now again, back in the studio. Yes. And you are currently in Oslo? Yes. I am, in fact, in the very room that my son was born. <laughs> hey! Yeah. What a fitting room to record this podcast in. Exactly. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about pregnancy... I think maybe we're going to do a whole episode alone when it comes to birth because it's such a big topic on its own. So we will come back to the birthing part. But we want to talk about pregnancy mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It's such a huge transformation. So I think that it's just a time of your life where you really crave a lot of information, but mainly just being held and supported in different ways. So that's what our intention is with this podcast is for anyone who wants to be pregnant, who's dreaming about it, who is currently pregnant, has gone through it just to feel like you are supported in some way and that you're definitely not alone and how just everybody's experience is so incredibly different. Exactly. And I want to say at the beginning here also that Our hearts goes out to everyone who has not been able to become pregnant, who wishes to, who is struggling with that part that must be so tough. And we just send all the love and healing that we can and hope that we can still bring some value to you as well. Yes, for sure. It's like a topic that can be so exciting for some, so triggering for some. It's like food, actually. (laughs) We all have such different experiences with it. And I know I definitely did not think a couple of months ago that I was going to sit here and record a pregnancy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because you are actually pregnant now. Yes, I am. I am in week 21. 
five months along. And last week, I feel like something new just shifted in me. Like suddenly I felt like, whoa, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> wow. So you are in the second trimester now. Can you start giving us a little update on how you feel during this week in your pregnancy? Yeah. But before that, if it's the first time you're listening, we should probably say that Sus just gave birth in April, so three months ago. So she has a little baby boy. And yeah, I'm over the middle in my pregnancy now. So that is where we're currently at. But yeah, okay, so how I'm feeling right now. So the second trimester for me has been so magic. <laughs> I felt energized and I felt like I've been able to surf, work out, do everything. And I didn't really feel like scared. In that part, I've been very lucky. I just felt very trusting. I had one episode where I was scared, but generally feel very trusting about my body and everything that's going on. And I think it was last week, I suddenly felt it's like you have this growth spurs. One morning you just wake up and your stomach sticks out maybe three centimeters more. And it's so strange. And suddenly, because up until now, I've been able to hide it <laughs> actually pretty well. Like people still are in that phase where they're like, is she pregnant or is she just bloated? You know, they, they don't want to ask. And especially from the front, you can't see it so well. But now it's like super obvious. And it's strange because I feel like it's not only something that happens in your body, but it's like the whole world is watching you in a completely different way. And suddenly you feel like eyes are gazing at you differently. And I don't know, I feel like the bigger my stomach gets, I just feel more vulnerable in a way. Like the last week, I've been very withdrawn. I haven't been wanting to do a lot of social things. I didn't want to go into town a lot like little cancers in the cancer season like I've been very in my shell <laughs> and yeah I've been feeling maybe just more like I just want routines and not as emotional as in the first trimester because that was but I definitely feel much more now that I'm kind of doing this I mean I'm not alone but I am alone so now it's, it's getting a little tough and I'm having like some dips here and there where I'm like, oh my God, why the hell did I do this? <laughs> because for those of you who didn't listen to Annette's episode called The Year We All Got Pregnant, you shared your story then about how you got pregnant and the process of your first trimester, which was very, very tough and very beautiful episode. So I recommend for everyone go check that out and then come back to this one maybe if you haven't listened to it. Yeah. So, I mean, my baby's dad and me, we have generally gotten along super well and miraculously figured this out somehow. And then there's times when we just can't. It's just tough. It's like every pregnant person you see is in a stable couple. It's like the time of your life where you're supposed to be in this stable held place. And oftentimes I feel like I have to be both be like the super vulnerable feminine <laughs> and then also fix everything. So, yeah, it's a lot. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend it's super easy. But yeah, and how about you? Three months after. Three months after, kind of still postpartum, I guess. I was actually Googling this. What is postpartum and how long is it? Because some people say it's the first six weeks and some people say it's a few months and some say it's a year. 
And I think you can define it as you want. It's probably a definition medically, but that doesn't matter. But I, I'm feeling pretty good right now. My baby is such a charming little guy. He has now started to smile a lot. And when he started doing that, it's just like you feel like you get a reward for all the work you're putting in. <laughs> We're breastfeeding a lot. There's a lot of diapers, a lot of naps, still figuring out. There is still no routines, really. We're kind of starting to carve out now. And I am still healing, but I'm physically quite well. There's just a little bit of healing left where I had my stitches from birth. So I had like a first degree tear. So I had three stitches and they are healing or they have actually healed a long, long time ago. But I went to a beautiful checkup yesterday at a private clinic called the Women's Clinic, Kvinneklinik i Asker. Recommend to every pregnant woman in Skirbarum Oslo area to go there. I had a full checkup by a female women's physiotherapist. And she told me that the pains and aches that I'm still feeling is sort of the area being a bit traumatized from birth. So all the nerves are just very sensitive. And what I need to do now is strengthen the pelvic floor again. So she's given me like a full training program for the pelvic floor. And I actually need to massage the area to make the nerves get used to relaxing again, not just aching. But my abs have healed really, really well. I'm training again, lots of energy. I'm so grateful for my body. It is incredible what a body can do three months after giving birth. And I don't take that for granted because I know many struggle for a long time after pregnancy. I think it's partly genetic. I also think it's partly due to how I kind of prepared for birth and pregnancy and probably a lot to do with how I live and my lifestyle. So a combination of those things. And I'm happy to share anything we want to dive deeper in that topic. But that's more like postpartum. And today we're going to talk about pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So pretty much now, three months after, you feel like everything is going really, really amazing. Yeah. I think mainly because it's almost scary to say this, but he's sleeping really well at night. So I feel like I'm getting that recovery that I need. And I know that can change and it goes up and down and all of that. But that's kind of the tough part in the beginning when they wake up almost every two hours and you feel like you can't really catch up on your own healing process. And suddenly that kind of adjusts out and you're like, wow, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. But there's still moments that are, of course, stressful, overwhelming, scary, responsible for another person. And I'm Googling stuff and I don't know really what to do. <laughs> so it's a big mix. Yeah. So just wanted to start with pregnancy because I'm curious to know, it's not only like a physical change and suddenly you realize that your whole life is going to be different after this happens. But did you have some big things about yourself or some fears for example that you felt like you had to overcome during your pregnancy oh so many <laughs> oh my gosh it also hit me really hard in the first trimester when I found out basically because your pregnancy mine was not either exactly planned like the universe kind of blessed us at this timing <laughs> 
But the first thing that hit me was actually shame, which is so strange to think about now. But I held so much shame about an unplanned pregnancy that I felt like what came through was like generations of women, unmarried women who had gotten pregnant. I felt them and I understood how hard that was. And even though I was in a relationship, the fact that we weren't planning it or were married or anything was like settled and sorted and organized made me feel really shameful. And I feel like I went into a dark hole there in the beginning. Also because no one else knows and you're trying to figure everything out before you even believe that you're actually pregnant. It's so much at once. And yeah, that first And you're semester, super hormonal. So hormonal. So that was a big, big fear. And of course, the fear of how the hell am I going to handle this? I have my own business. We're still figuring that out five years in. I don't live in the same country as my friends and parents and you, my sister. Am I capable? Am I going to be well? Is he going to be healthy? So many fears. And of course, around money. That came up really, really strong because I think I had a lot of programming around money and having children and having heard that that's the most expensive thing that you can do is to have children. And of course, there are many costs, but I also see now that that was like an irrationally big fear. So there was a lot to work through. And I think that in this journey from the maiden archetype into the mother, this stuff needs to come up because we need to come out on the other side of that portal as a stronger and more grounded and more rooted person. It's like a deepening of the roots through going through all the emotions. I cried for so many hours in the first trimester and lots of it was hormonal, but lots of it was probably also my own emotions. But some of it was just so irrational. It was just like, I saw a bird and I was like, oh, so cute, that bird. (laughs) And then I could cry 20 minutes over that. And I'm sure you can relate. (laughs) Yes. Watching sports in the first trimester. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm not even like a big sports person, but I remember it was this big race in Oslo and I saw this woman cheering on for her husband. I was sobbing in the middle of the (laughs) streets. Yeah. So it's a heightening of every emotion, I think. And I think it's the reason why women have been called hysterical all throughout centuries being pregnant because... We can react really strongly to everything. And I'm not going to say we do, but many become really, really sensitive. Yeah, definitely. And how did you sort of overcome these fears? Was it like different things that came up at different times during the pregnancy? Or was it all in the beginning? Or do you see like now that it was different stages for it? Yeah, I remember that this shame and money fears came up in the very beginning. And then I think my fears more around how my body was going to change a little bit later. And then came more stuff related to how the baby was doing. As it came closer to the end, I was scared that something was wrong. He's not moving enough. He's moving too much. I'm doing too much. I'm doing too little. I'm not training. I'm training. He's growing too fast. He's growing too slow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh and uh, I recognize all of this. <laughs> the 
comparison of how far you are along and how you look and how you've developed compared to other women that you see and a spiral of thoughts and I think I've journaled a lot through this pregnancy it's a nice thing to have the pregnancy checkups because you can bring all of this stuff and you can kind of get confirmed whether or not your fears are actually have any base in them or not yeah for sure and so journaling was one of the main things that helped you sort of not go into it but relax a bit around each and every single fear or yeah journaling for sure this scenario just popped up in my head now when I was I kind of got into these loops when I was in Costa Rica over the winter where I suddenly was fearing that something would happen to the baby because we were driving on these really bumpy roads and I wasn't really careful not to do that because you needed to that's what's the way to transport from house to town and I just realized like this fear is just surface level coming back all the time I need to go deeper into it instead so I had many moments where I just sat myself down and like even maybe voiced it out loud or journal like this is how I'm feeling what am I scared I'm scared of losing the baby I'm scared that he's gonna die inside my womb that is my ultimate fear or that something's going to happen to me obviously and when I went to the depth of the fear that's when it could lift off a little bit and that's just something I had to revisit more times and I also noticed how I got more anxious of something happening to someone that I love like you parents friends even not related even to pregnancy so there's a lot of um craving of safety but I also done some therapy on it I had some amazing sessions I had one or two sessions with Mackenzie from Mind Change which was absolutely fantastic and that is actually how I envisioned my home birth in that session and then I had some sessions with Sarah Martin who I also know that you work with who is an energetic healer yeah I think those two were the guides <laughs> yeah well, that's amazing and when you look back on it now can you is it like some of those fears were rational or were do you think all of them were just things that had to come up so you can be more relaxed now when you're on duty all the time yeah looking back now I, I mean I understand that they weren't rational because everything was fine all throughout the pregnancy <laughs> but as you say I think I needed to go through that because I need to be strong now and because now I am responsible for a living being. But I did watch a very interesting Netflix show on the plane here. And it said it was a bunch of interesting research. But what stood out to me was the fact that the part of your brain called the amygdala, just like the fear and anxiety related part of the brain, it turns on during pregnancy and when you give birth and after. So we are prone to become more anxious. And knowing that helps me actually accept it more. Yeah, that has helped me a lot too. Just knowing that everything feels more. I mean, I haven't really been so scared. And tell me how you've been related to these things that I'm saying now. Yeah. I mean, I'm five months in, so I'm like over halfway. And I feel like the shame that you described. Yes, I felt so much shame. I mean, I'd just broken up with my boyfriend. <laughs> So it was like the worst timing it felt like, but I'm in Costa Rica now and so much of that has helped by being here and being with his family and us 
actually figuring this out. Like I haven't felt like I'm doing it alone anymore. And that has been a huge, huge difference. But at the same time, it's hard when it's not with someone you have neutral feelings for, you know, it's like, it's not a friend. (laughs) It's a lot of my stuff around relationships that I had to deal with. It's so easy for me to get super easily angry. And I had to work a lot on forgiveness and all of this. And it's so hard because like you say, you feel like you have something extra to protect and you almost, you can't handle bullshit. It's like, you just don't have any patience for bullshit from anyone, really. It's just like, you just have a very low tolerance of what you want and what you don't want. And for me, it's almost like, sometimes I know I overact, (laughs) not gonna lie, but other times. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, you have a stronger sense of yes and no, and just what is okay, what is not. Yeah. But I don't always know if it's correct either, if you know what I mean. Exactly. So it's an interesting one, that one. So you have had more anger than fear, do you feel like? Yeah, for sure. I almost feel like one of the blessings in being pregnant in this situation is that I feel like when it's happening now, like it's happening. I haven't been scared. It was one or two weeks where I couldn't eat, where I was getting so skinny, where I felt worried because I couldn't feel the baby anymore like I just felt like a lost connection with it and that was kind of tough and I I remember I cried a lot then I was feeling hysterical it was like yeah I remember having to mentor you a little bit then yeah then I needed you and mom that's normal to feel yeah and then I booked the ultrasound and that also helps so much to see the baby and he's like, whoa, you have a big boy in here. <laughs> I was like, what? okay. It's so strange because both of us are not big. No. So I don't understand why he's so big. But I think I'm due more early than, that's what he said, and probably due earlier than I think. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. So yeah, that's been one of the good parts, but I have felt it lately that my brain is tipping a bit more to, okay, but you start to think, what if it's not 100% healthy? What if something is like, what if it has special needs? You do get these fears. And especially in my situation, I'm like, how on earth would I handle that? And like every single checkup, all they said was like, everything looks absolutely perfect. So healthy. My body has never been praised in such a way before. So again, it doesn't come from a rational place, but it's more like your brain really wants to go there. But then I've also been thinking like, okay, what if that happens? I feel like it's almost the ego. It's like, what if everything is not perfect? Yeah, exactly. So you have to go a bit into them sometimes. Like right now it's so light, like I feel like it's not an issue, but I do feel like it's probably going to be more in the end where you feel more like, okay, now it's actually soon time because I don't think I'm at the point yet where I actually realize that I'm going to have a baby. (laughs) Right now it's just like, yeah, my belly is growing and all of this. And yeah, I really love when I do get a lot of support, then I feel super safe and I can actually be like lean back and just relax. And then when I don't, then it's times where it's been super hard and I've needed like, and again, like you talk about it being rational. Everything's been perfectly fine. Every day here has been super good. (laughs) Nothing bad has happened. It's just the fear. 
and it's like everything is good i eat like everything is good but it feels like a fine line between the part of the mind that wants control the ego basically that's the part that wants to know and hear again and again and again that someone else tells you that everything's okay yeah and that's the part that wants to book have an ultrasound probably every week <laughs> and yes i feel like part of pregnancy is accepting that you won't know for certain every single day what's going on you have to live a bit in the unknown and let the physical body do what the physical body is meant to do but i also think it's really lovely to have the support and to be able to do an extra ultrasound if you need to i did do that i think i even did too and that made me cry of joy just knowing that everything is good and then you can kind of last until the next Yeah. <laughs> probably at the end it's it feels different because then you're so close and i mean he just started kicking last week it's not every day yet but i filled my stomach it's so weird to see like you you see like a little bump go out it's so freaking adorable <laughs> yeah but one thing that happened Like I've also been very lucky. I felt I've been feeling so amazing in my body and really just very good. But last week was the first time I started to feel like, oh, now because now I see like it's not only my stomach that's gaining weight. It's like my thighs, for example, and uh, more fat on my arms, and of course my boobs. I mean they're huge, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All to the but then you... <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like no matter how much you work out in a way of course you can be more and less healthy but it is also change that is going to happen yes it needs to yeah and i feel like up until now i've really like just embraced it and accepted it and felt super good but now i'm like oh i don't feel super sexy but i'm sure that will go up and down as well and not stay static so it's not something i'm like stressing about but i just noticed because now it's like okay clothes are fitting differently just because you feel basically the stomach is bigger you're like changing from feeling like a certain type of way and then all of a sudden you're like just this production house <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i want to find a way to still feel like really good in myself and feel like a goddess the goddess that i am absolutely possible i also had a very challenging time accepting the fact that my body was gonna change so much in the beginning because i was probably the best shape i've ever been right before i got pregnant and the weight gain in the beginning is a bit awkward when you definitely don't have a belly you just have a little bit more fat here and there yeah yeah actually just the same i was feeling my very best when i got pregnant And then three weeks after, it's just like you feel like you're on. Um, you notice it so much that everything has changed, but it's like not something anybody else could pinpoint. No, but what helped me a lot with weight gain that I shared with you as well was getting really functional and learning how much weight I need to gain in order to have a healthy pregnancy and birth, and learning that the fat reserves are created for a reason. They are the source of your milk production and the source of your energy for pregnancy and giving birth and part of the weight gain is liters of blood extra 
and extra water in your body. And then obviously the baby, the placenta. And that's about it, I think. <laughs> but it's very good to know and to know the range of kilos that you actually need to gain. And I think it's the first time in many, many years that I had a healthy relationship with the scales. And that's so funny. Yeah, because you literally get measured every time you go to the doctor. They're like, you're on the weight and then you have to know how much you weigh. Yeah, and I hadn't weighed myself for years before that. So it's the first time when I'm kind of like, oh, wow, okay. And up the kilos went, many of them, and the clothes definitely don't fit anymore <laughs> by the <laughs> end of the pregnancy, which is another challenging part that we can get into if we want to go there. Yeah, but first, I wanted to know about, because I know another thing many people stress about during pregnancy is like, am I doing it right? Am I doing it correct? Am I exercising the right way? Am I eating the right way? Can I lay on my back? Can I, there are so many things. So how did you sort of handle the waves of information? And did you research a lot? Did you trust your body? How did you handle all of this? <laughs> Yeah, really good question. There is definitely so many questions that pop up. I think my baseline is coming from a place where I know my body really well and also knowing what it needs to feel good. And among that is eating healthy, eating well, strength training, walking a lot, being in the sunshine, in the ocean, etc. So I kind of kept up good routines and I did a little bit of research on how to train well during pregnancy. So I signed up for a program in an app called Sweat by Kayla. She's an Australian trainer. So that's a program that I did towards the end of pregnancy when I felt like I can't really do the stuff that I used to do safely. But up until maybe the point you are now, I was training pretty much like I used to, except for the abs. I tried to limit the amount of Googling I did, but rather find some good sources of information like this YouTube channel that I found, which is a woman called Bridget Taylor, which I've sent to you. She's an American doula and birth practitioner, I think she's called. And uh, she has a bunch of great resources. And then I took two courses that were absolutely fantastic. First of them is from Ellen Fisher which is called Empowered Birth and Pregnancy. And there I learned a lot about nutrition, how much iron do you need, how much protein do you need, which vitamins are important. And obviously all of your caloric needs increase little by little each trimester. But it's definitely not like we need to eat for two, as the saying goes. <laughs> I think some people do that and then it goes a little bit overboard. You need, I think it's 500 extra calories by the third trimester. And then a bit less in the second and definitely less in the first. So yeah, I tried to find good sources for information that I trust and not Google too much. And I also was part of a group with a few friends that already have babies and uh, where they were discussing a lot of stuff. And uh, if I had any like really doubts, I would ask them and they would always have really good information. And I know that there are different groups you can join for that. But I also want to say one of the most important things for me has been to limit the amount of fear that I take in because every person I talk to is pregnant are telling me these horror stories about 
stuff that went wrong or with a friend or with a baby or how you can feel bad and sick. And I think that's a lot of things that women, pregnant women pass around. And I feel like I just set my walls like so high to not let that stuff get in because that's like programming myself to create basically a lot of those scenarios. And that's definitely not what I wanted to do. So I've been really, really firm with myself. Like which birth videos do I watch? Only positive ones, only home births that I wanted to have, only those who gave me a good feeling, etc. So it's very important to not get information overload. And please, please, please do not take in all the horror stories. It's definitely not the time for that. I especially find that the doctors are the worst, to be honest. Yeah, actually. Like they will tell you so many things that can go wrong. I've never been more scared sometimes than when I'm in the doctor's office. Yeah, I was also super nervous every checkup. But that is how they work because that's their job. Limit possibility of anything going wrong. So they are always thinking about the worst case. I think that's actually where I put in maybe the most mental effort in pregnancy was politely stopping people when they started to tell me scary birth stories, for example, learning how to phrase that. And most people just blurt it out. And of course, reprogramming everything that I'd heard before. Women, we also tend to pass on fears of birth and pregnancy through generation. So that was part of the Ellen Fisher course was actually reprogramming what everything you know about birth. <laughs> And letting go of your mother's stories and your grandmother. I think luckily our mom is, she's like, princess, super easy. Birth, super easy. That's all I've ever heard from her. <laughs> she's like, I love pregnancy. I love breastfeeding. I love babies. <laughs> easy. You're I love giving birth. <laughs> yeah. You came out super fast. Susie was super fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not even true, but that's what she said my whole life. <laughs> yeah. That's what you remember afterwards, which is fantastic. And I yeah. thank her for that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so happy about it. Um, Because that makes it really a, a lot easier. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying because lately I've been questioning a lot. I think the last, well, actually the whole cancer season, I've been feeling more tired. And I don't know whether it's pregnancy or it's just like the season, if you know what I mean. But it's been harder to... Or I've had days where I haven't worked out, for example. And then I've always been like, oh my gosh, am I working out too much or too little? That has been one of the hardest things. <laughs> and sometimes I've gone, forced myself to go to the gym and had no energy and did such a bad workout, but did it anyways. But it's really hard to know because sometimes if I work out too hard, I can wake up in the middle of the night and feeling like my body feels starved and it feels like overcapacity. I can only do strength in like walking on the beach and yoga. I don't do running or like HIIT workouts or anything like that. So it's like, this is one of the areas where I'm like, oh, I probably should have done blah, 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 blah. And I should myself a lot there. Yeah, I felt very much the same way. And it's tricky to find a balance because the body is different every day. And some days it is, as you said, in a growth spurt and you just need to rest and eat a lot. And then the next day, maybe you have more energy to train. And I would say, yeah, just really listen in and go slow. There's no recipe for how to do it. And I recognize also what you said, like being tired. Suddenly you question like, am I supposed to be this tired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and because yeah, I've never been that tired, like... 
it's like sometimes you wake up and you're, you feel like you've taken a sleeping pill. <laughs> yeah, and you need to go back to bed. I was very tired as well, but I also had a bit low iron. So that was a big battle for me. Like, how am I getting enough iron? Am I getting enough iron? And I didn't eat meat and I didn't want to take the iron pills because I felt that they were really, really hard on the stomach. But then my fear was like, oh, what if that is going to impact the baby and his development? So I was in that big pot of fears around that. Um, it's just one example of how it can spiral out. <laughs> and again, it was fine. But iron is, of course, very important. Yeah, I think that's what I've been feeling the last week is something is off in my body, like with, I think, iron. And I know that my body is creating meat. And it's not that I'm opposed to it, but I almost throw up by the thought of eating it. So it's like this, yeah, I'm like, do I do it or do I not? So we'll see, because you can really feel in your body everything that's going on. You feel when something is off, because you also know how it feels to feel 100% good with the pregnancy. So you just know. But I think that one of the weird things for me, <laughs> because I don't know, I just function this way and I'm super strange, but I almost don't want any information. Like the less information I have, the better. And I just, I feel so intuitive in my body and also with what I eat like every day my body tells me exactly what it wants for every single meal oh that's so cool <laughs> but then when it's off I also have to listen to that of course and but I also wonder sometimes if it's like I'm scared of if I take a course or if I get more information I'm just gonna find out every single thing that I'm doing wrong right now but when I'm really trusting myself it just feels like the most natural thing that's happening right now and but one Instagram account that I love, love, love following is called Pain-Free Birth. And it's all about how the body actually naturally is not supposed to be in a lot of pain during birth, like how we've seen all of movies, all the stories, all the hospitals, everybody tells you like how painful birth is. And I'm, I haven't given birth, I can't say anything, but the thing is that they explain how much of the pain comes from our fear. Because when we have fear in our uterus, we contract. All focused on how you can have much more oxytocin in your body, like the happy hormones, before you give birth, during pregnancy. And I absolutely love this account because it just busts every single myth on like how you're supposed to be laying on your back screaming for 10 hours in a hospital bed. So that's what helps me a lot because every day here I'm like in a bikini, I feel super good walking on the beach in the sun and it helps my body relax a lot. So I'm just focusing on and like being very <laughs> relaxed. And that is one of the reasons I want to give birth here in Costa Rica, but I think I'm going to do it in Norway. We will see. But if I can have that kind of like relaxation, I just feel a lot safer that it's going to go very smooth. And so they tell you like, for example, when labor starts to go for a walk, if you can have sex, you know, everything that boosts happy hormones, like candles. So I'm just mentally trying to prepare myself to think about birth as like this calming experience, actually. And that's just something that's happening without taking any course or something. But that's just like naturally how I want to think about it. And so I haven't really wanted to dive deeper yet. I'm going to do it, of course. Like I have to prepare breathing and all of this and where I want to do it. But 
that's probably the luxury of being three, four months away from <laughs> the experience that you can still relax a bit and not have your nerves <laughs> all up in a bundle. But I'm so happy to hear you describe it like that and that this is your focus and this is how you're taking it now because looking back, that would be what I would tell myself was that the most important thing is to create a lot of oxytocin, especially for the actual birth, which we're going to talk about in a separate episode. But that was my main focus. And I think that's why my birth was like it was. And that is also yeah, it's like everything else. Yeah, it's like everything else. We there's so many. I never really understood before now how much bullshit there is around pregnancy and hospitals and so much fear and so much unnecessary. When like, I love this quote where they say, you know, birth is a natural occurrence. Sometimes you need medical assistance. It's not a medical situation. That sometimes occurs naturally. <laughs> this is where it's so fucked up. It's upside down. It's become the most over-medicalized event. And it's all about money. They want to keep, especially in the US where it all starts, like they want to keep people in the hospital longer because it costs a lot more. So it's fucked up. But I think the best thing you can do is like really... That's what I mean. Like I didn't start to research and figure out. I literally, instead, I just followed my intuition and blocked everything out. And this is how I felt. And this is where I am right now. So, and there's someone asked on Instagram, like, is the veil thinner? <laughs> like, do you feel different? Do you feel more sensitive? Yes, 100%. Yeah, but this has become a big cause in my life is sharing information about how basically what you're saying now, like, what we see out there in society around birth and pregnancy and what is actually true and natural for our bodies. It's two completely different things. So important for us to talk about. And I kind of feel like that's why both of us are pregnant so close together, having these experiences in this specific way. And we are so lucky to have an audience to share this with. And uh, my hope is that natural birth without medication, being at home, being safe, will become so much more common. And uh, I literally envision myself pulling out my baby. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Excited for our birth episode already. I'm wondering if it's yeah. hard. <laughs> I'm going to be asking all the questions. One before you give birth or maybe after. Yeah, but I want to ask you because I think this is the cutest and most like, like we've talked about a lot of the fears and a lot of the intuition, but the most magical, magical, magical part about pregnancy is, of course, that you're creating this tiny little human. <laughs> yeah. And it's like the cutest thing ever when you see them on the ultrasound. And of course, you have your baby now. Like, <laughs> you've seen who he is, who was in there all the time. And it's just every day when I think about the two of them running around together, they're going to surf together. Like, <laughs> it melts my heart. Yeah. Um, so that is, of course, like sometimes you forget, like that is the best part about producing. <laughs> oh, but so good. Someone asked on Instagram, like, can you feel the baby's soul when you're pregnant? Did you connect with your baby? Was he the same that you thought he was when he came out? Yeah. To start with, I knew that I was pregnant before I took any test on some level. Like part of me was denying it. But part of me had already connected 
that feeling. It was like the feeling like, ploop, it's on. Something is planted in me. And that was such a surreal, maybe one of my most like intuitive moments ever. And then I had read the book Spirit Babies by Walter something. We'll link to it in the description. And it's a beautiful book about like a clairvoyant guy who is specifically connected to the spirits of unborn babies. So I tried to use some of his methods throughout pregnancy. But I felt like maybe my connection didn't really happen then, but more through little synchronicities in, in life. And in the beginning, I connected to a baby girl. I definitely thought it was a girl. And I felt like this gentle female uh, spirit baby. But now I'm wondering if that's because we are girls and it was kind of like revisiting our mom's birth pregnancy with us. I'm not sure. But after a while, when I learned that it was a boy, that gave me a big shock at first. And then I kind of settled and really, really was happy about that. And then I remember I had a few dreams and visions about this baby boy with brown hair and blue eyes, which he has now. And yeah, I definitely, of course, there is a connection there, but it was very different than I had expected. I thought I would be like communicating with him and getting a bunch of information, but it wasn't that much, actually, to be honest. I think I wished it was more. <laughs> I wanted, wanted more connection. How about you? Definitely, I beginning thought it was a girl the whole time. So when I was a boy, it was like, whoa, I felt like the whole energy in there changed. Yeah, me too. But I'm so glad it's a boy. I feel like, yeah, lately I've been starting to talk to him because now he can hear my voice. and. Like, yeah, he's getting to know his family and like everybody's talking to the belly. So it's super cozy. Yeah, I did that a lot. So cool. And they can yeah. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> and they will recognize your voice when they come up. Yeah. How amazing is that? But because I feel a connection to his name. And so I feel like, yes, there is a person in there and it's getting more and more real. But I'm not like communicating. It's it's not more than that, really. And sometimes I forget. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. It's not like all the time I'm thinking about like there's something in there. No, not at all. It's especially when I lie down at night or what I'm doing. Suddenly, like maybe that's when the soul visits. I don't know. Suddenly, it just pops in. And they say that actually the soul is not there the whole time. It just comes in when it needs to. For example, if you experience trauma, it's not there. So I just want to, before we end, answer the last questions that we have. Yeah. And I think we already answered this, how you're dealing with overthinking. I feel like my brain is going a hundred meters. And yeah, I think we already answered that. Heightened anxiety is natural, but literally take yourself out of it. Accept it, I think is the most important part. Um, because the more you can just understand, like, your body is literally just trying to protect you from everything that all fears right now. And I was just going to say, look at it from nature's perspective. You are slower. <laughs> You're not able to run away from a tiger like before. So that's why it wants to protect you to really not come next to a tiger. Yeah, exactly. And if you have partner, tell your partner what you're going through. They will not fully understand if they haven't been pregnant themselves, but they can reflect back to you 
and tell you that this is probably something every pregnant woman is going through or just support you in some way or maybe you have someone else that you feel like it's easier to talk to definitely for me it was like hearing from a partner like this is normal I just needed to hear that 1000 times and uh, of course get professional help if you feel like it gets too much of course it's a time to seek support if you feel like you need that and uh, that's perfectly normal and even in the health checkups at least here in Norway they ask you how you're doing mentally as well which is something quite new and I find it very very good and the last question before I have to go is do you have any cravings <laughs> do you hmm no or no and yes I feel like they're so specific but honestly like I've never eaten more chips than I have when I was pregnant like no. up until now <laughs> I never never eat chips or ketchup <laughs> that's two really weird things where I'm like okay I have to stop <laughs> hmm. but I guess it's just like because I've been dehydrated and needed a lot of water so then I eat it when I want yeah I also have had massive chips cravings yeah <laughs> so strange especially in the beginning when you need to be healthy <laughs> you like need yeah And all I wanted was beige stuff, like toasts and potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> They're great. But and it's weird because suddenly I want everything with like barbecue flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you said you had no cravings and then this comes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, that's one of the things. And I've been craving a lot of fish. And other than that, like I, not sometime. For example, last week I was like, I have to have feta cheese. And I hadn't eaten that in like five years. <laughs> and then I made probably two meals with feta cheese and then I was tired of it <laughs> you're done and then the week before that I think it was like pickles and then I was like mm -mm. so now I have a jar of pickles and I really don't want it anymore <laughs> it comes and goes a bit what else I feel like hot dogs with lots of ketchup and mustard and like um <laughs> the hot dogs the hot dogs look so freaking good Yeah. But I don't want it. But it's like, I can drool. I start drooling just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had the same, actually. Really? <laughs> yeah. I did get, I also had a very specific one, which was this frozen lasagna, vegan lasagna from Lidl that you heat up in the microwave. Instant craving for that. and And just sometimes... I need to go in Costa Rica to Arnis to get that smoothie bowl and I need it. Oh my God, same. 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been there so many. <laughs> That's so funny we have the same because I feel like I've arrived at Arnis with like, Hunger. give me that smoothie bowl now, <laughs> look, and just devoured it. And I feel like they're looking at me like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I also had so many pastries and croissants and... There was just nonstop eating, I think. I was so hungry. Yeah, you get pretty hungry. So um, I guess maybe you do have some cravings. But it's so yeah. water. Yeah, you get very thirsty. But yeah, definitely I feel like hot dogs is one of the weird ones where I'm like, okay, <laughs> now he's kicking actually. <laughs> By the way. You feel it <laughs> like hot dogs? <laughs> inside of the belly or outside too? both i can see it oh like... god <laughs> i'm so excited to meet that little boy 
Me too. Mm. All right. Well, I have a client, so we have to end this episode. But I hope that for those of you who are curious about this topic, that this brought some new insights and hopefully you feel better around it. And yeah, I think definitely we have to do more episodes on natural birth and natural pregnancies and just start to talk about this in a completely different way than it's normal right now. Yeah, radical birth. <laughs> radical birth. I feel a new course coming up. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, I want to add also that if you are able to physically train and keep strength training in your pregnancy, then I would highly recommend it. It helps so much for what you're going to go through in birth and postpartum. Having a baseline of strength, but not doing anything new that you didn't do before. That's always what they say. Maintain it if you can. We are not sick. If you aren't sick, then you're able to. So it's a good reminder, as you said. It's a natural occurrence. It is. And I highly recommend the Instagram account Pain Free Birth. Yes. Actually, I think it's like a Christian site. Is that Pain Free Birth? I can link it. But she shares uh, really amazing stories. And yeah, there were also a lot of questions on supplements and vitamins and all of this. But we can take that also separately. Hera also, I'm like super strange on what I want and not. Even though some things are recommended or not. But yeah, me too. Um, I literally and just do everything intuitive. And we're not medical professionals. So maybe we are not the source of information for supplements and stuff like that. We could only share what we've been doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for listening. Welcome back, Suze. Mm, Hope it was you. good to be back. Oh, so good. I have so much more to share. But let's split it up and uh, yeah, keep the good information flowing. We hope that it was a balanced episode for you. And remember, this is our experience and our opinions. And it's not for everyone. Yeah. I'm not against hospital birth if I end up there perfect if i don't perfect but it's just the narrative that drives me absolutely crazy yeah me neither nothing against hospitals doctors nurses they're fantastic and they do a lot of important stuff i just think that we don't all need to go there to give birth some people definitely need uh, medical attention and uh, then that's so important they need those resources maybe that's why we feel passionately about this also because we can free up a lot of hospital resources for those who need it the most. And even if you start a birth at home, you can always go to the hospital if you want to, if you need to. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful <laughs> thank day, you everyone. so much for listening. Ciao. Har du ett enkelt personföretag eller en liten bedrift? Då är er du säkert lei av att höra mig snacka om hur enkelt det är er med kvitteringar och bilag i Fiken. Så vi ger oss här vi. För vi liker enkelt. Fiken, superenkelt redskap.